Hey, what's going on, guys? This is JC Sportcast, and I'm back on the podcast for you guys today. Guys, you guys know it's the off-season. We've got the off-season episode for you guys, episode number three. Um, You know, with all this stuff going on, it, it, I was actually supposed to post this on Friday, but as I'm recording Friday, the Leafs signed someone. So it kind of threw my whole thing off. I'm like, why would I post this? Um, And then Saturday, or I believe when Engvall signed, I was recording and it literally happened as I'm recording. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just wait. Monday, I feel like it's going to be easy. Let's go and talk about it today. But the Maple Leafs, I'll start with Cal Yarncrock. The Maple Leafs signed him to a two-year, sorry, a four-year, $2.1 million contract. Now, I know he is 30 years old. Um, and people, you know, about this, I think I feel like when people get signed and they're over 30, they just think, oh my God, it's a bad deal because he's old. I, I don't know why people think that. Like that, I guess that's just the consensus, but he's gonna turn 31 September 25th. Um, I actually like this move. And you know, he was with a Nashville, I believe, for his first eight seasons, and his points were pretty consistent if you look at it so we had nine and 18 in his first two seasons um then 30 31 35 26 34 28 26 and he got traded at the deadline so plus four for calgary but he only had four assists in 17 games of the flames um I, he didn't score for them and i don't think he had um he may have had a goal in the playoffs so he didn't score in the regular season but he did have a goal in the playoffs so he wasn't the greatest um you could say for the Calgary Flames but the team really really struggled and I'm, I've been listening I've been listening around and you know guys like um Steve Dangle always posting and stuff like that and, and there's their podcast but you know this this is a good move, and I think that he's a guy that can play center. He's a guy that can play left wing, and he's a guy that can play um, the right wing because he's a right-handed shot. So I like this move, and if you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs lines, which I'm just going to pull up right here on my side, um, it's got Bunting, Matthews, Marner. We know that. Kerfoot, Tavares, Nylander. Okay, maybe. Um, and then Engvall, Kampf, and Yarncock, which as a shutdown, and you know what? These guys have been really good. I like this. I absolutely like this. Um, and then, you know, the fourth line, you could probably have guys like Ob Kubel, Gaudet, Simmons, you know, coming in there. And then obviously some prospects probably coming up. But with this signing and then obviously Engvall re-signing for that two-point, whatever he said, two, five, one, five. Um, I love these moves. Um, I think that Engvall deserves this. There's only one year contract. You know what? If it was a higher term, I still would enjoy this contract because he was really, he's really changed his game. And um, this team turned into, you know, he turned to a guy that I believe he scored. He played his last, his first game on the team was uh, Mike Babcock's last actually, which was a fun fact against the Golden Knights in the next game with Chief Keith, Sheldon Keith stepping in, he scored. And I, I enjoyed his game and you heard of him more this year. And you know what? You notice his changes this year on the defensive side and the offensive side. And I think that with the penalty kill, you'd losing a guy like McKay, he's going to step up and Yarncroft and Comf are probably going to step up big. And I'm looking forward to this. And Marner obviously is amazing on that penalty kill. Um, but I like these two moves. And I think that with these two moves being done and they also signed Victor Mete and Jordy Ben. Now these two guys are, I just guess are injury assurance. You know, if the guy goes down, you got these two guys and they can both play the left and right side. But if you look at their cap hit, um, if you pull up, you know, their, their cap friendly, the Toronto Maple Leafs are 1.5 over the cap. And with this being said, I think a guy like Alex Kerfoot is on his way out because he is making 3.5. Um, if you move him out, that leaves that leaves you a little bit. Basically, it, it leaves you with $2 million. I think you can probably move out another player 
or sign a guy, or you can just sign Rasmus Sandin right away. But I think that that's their priority, signing Rasmus Sandin to his, um, he's an RFA to an extension. And um, I think he's going to get more than Timothy Lilligren, who signed at 1.4, which makes sense because I think that he's a better player and, you know, he's had more NHL games and he's, he's probably going to be the future uh, for the defensive core. So I like these moves that they've made, but expect a trade to be done. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, Jake Muzzin gets traded. I, I think that there's a possibility because he is making 5.6 over the next two years. Um, if you move him, maybe they don't move Kerfoot because I know they, they see a lot of value in Kerfoot. But, you know, they, the Leafs have a lot of UFAs next year, a lot of depth pieces that are UFAs next year. So they'll have to sort that out, obviously, um, come next year. But that's not a problem you need to worry about right now. Michael Bunting, too, he's probably going to want to raise. Um, but so far, so good. You know, we were a bit... I was a bit nervous because he wasn't in the, in the Dubis wasn't in the headlines and he wasn't making any moves, but you know, he, he, he was a former agent of Cal Yarncroft when Dubis was a NHL agent. So I, I see that he's leaning towards his kind of guys. And I like this move. He's a very, very effective player and a consistent player. That's what you need about this team. And he doesn't take penalties. I believe they said that he's only had one season where he's accumulated. I think, over 18 to 20 penalty minutes. Someone said that out there. So he's a consistent player and Engvall, you know what? He's going to take a big jump and he had a career high season last year. Um, I'm looking forward to this. You know, Cal Yarncroft did have the best year um, or second half of the season with Calgary Flames, but they kind of just threw him into that. You know, he didn't, he didn't have really time to develop any chemistry. Um, but Engvall is coming off with, I believe a 35 point season, 15 and 20. And he's been taking jumps. So if you can keep with that 35, 40 points in the regular season, I think this is a very good extension. And I'm looking forward to this. And obviously the two other guys that they signed, I believe it's just injury assurance. You know, Victor Mete, those tweets going around of Victor Mete saying, you know, dis- dissing the lease and all that, that, that doesn't really matter. You know, that, that was taken in 2013. It's basically 10 years ago. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what else they do because they are over the cap and, you can't be over the cap. So you've got to make some moves. There's going to be some trades. I'm expecting maybe Kerfoot to be moved for picks, maybe Justin Hall move for picks. And I think what they really need is two things, a right-hand defenseman and a left wing. Sort those out, please. And I will be happy for the rest of the summer. Um, but so far, so good. And I think he knows that. I think he's going to make those moves and I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do guys. But um, next, the NBA quickly, DeAndre Aiden did get an offer sheet. Um, by the Indiana Pacers. Now, we there was speculation that this was going to happen, and um, he does sign the offer sheet, I believe. And um, the Suns have to match it because you can't lose a guy like his caliber for nothing. And I don't know why they weren't really big on his game. I guess they thought they can get someone else that does the same thing, just gets rebounds. But he signs four years, 133 million. But the key thing is, is now he can't be traded, I believe, until January. So I think we're leaning towards Kevin Durant and Kyrie's thing. I think that's what's going to happen. You know, I kind of thought about it. And before people started putting up there that it looks likely they're going to return or whatever, people haven't really said that, but I think that's the consensus. But it just makes a lot of sense because I don't think they're going to get the 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 draft hole or the picks hole, whatever they want, or the, sorry, the trade hole that they want. And they wanted Scotty Barnes. I, Roger Rossi just put out there, Raptors aren't going to move Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant. So I think this is going to leave these players staying and running it back. And someone just put out there today too that LeBron, I think it was Chris Haynes, LeBron, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis are all on the same page to run it back for this season. 
I, I don't know. I don't know if that team's good enough. There's a lot of they're they're definitely not good enough to win the championship. Um, you know, I'm I'm a fan of LeBron. I'm a fan of AD, but I think this team needs more. And I think with Westbrook's aspiring contract. I think maybe next year, but also you got to think about LeBron too. He's a UFA. Um, so we'll have to see where they go with that, but match, they had to match the offer sheet, the Phoenix Suns, they keep him. Now, what, where does this leave Kevin Durant and Kyrie? I don't know. Maybe he, he next summer he gets traded because Kyrie is a UFA. We'll have to see how all that plays out. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about today is WWE going potentially TV 14. And this was from, you know, this was posted I believe by Nick Zarian. I don't know if I'm getting his name wrong, but um, I'm just going to pull up for you guys here. So I wasn't really expecting this, but WWE could be TV 14 for the first time since 2008. Andrew Zarian um, of the Matt Men podcast reported Thursday that WWE is considering a change that could see Raw become a 14 TV 14 rated show on the USA Network. Now, obviously, this will be the first time since 2008. They have to do this. And he he, pre, he previously said that they're going to do this for today's show, actually on the 18th. But it is going to be... Um, pushed to a later date, but is it, it is going to happen. It seems like it's going to happen. So... I, I think that we're going to see, you know, a lot of more stuff that parents, someone said that some material that many parents may find unsuitable for children under 14, um, maybe may, may suggest some dialogue that is strong um, and some violence, maybe some blood in there. But I think they need this because you got to compete and you've got to adapt and you got to change the way that you go about things when other people are doing it. You can't just stay with your whole kid-friendly PG product and it could, because it could become so much better. And I think that they're finally starting to realize this. I think as Vince McMahon is stepping away, Stephanie, Triple H, whatever you want to name it, are taking over. I think they are realizing this. And I think that this is a step that they had to take. Um, and I'm looking forward to this. And as well as Vince McMahon, the last thing, um, the, the the journal who had all been over Vince McMahon and his hush money story are still pursuing more and have been trying to get in touch with former performers. Now, I think it's just rather sooner than later that these, these names get out there about who, who, you know, he's paying this money to for these affairs. And I think that it's going to obviously lead to him stepping down. I think this, his time is up and I think he's got to realize that too. Um, obviously announcing that C Stephanie will be the CEO to, you know, the, the general public believes that, but he still has creative control, which many don't actually know. Um, but th th this has to be done. You even saw, um, Dave Meltzer on CNN for that quick little thing when the story first came out. This is leading to him stepping down, and 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 you know what, it's needed. I know, like I, you don't want to see a guy lose his job, but like him, like the stories are coming out. He deserves to lose his job, and I think that he needs to realize that this is it. You know what, this is it, and this is whatever you're doing right now has not been working for like the last who knows how long, like eight years, whatever it's been, it's been a stale product. Um, there's only been a few good instances there, but it could become so much better. And look at all the talent that you've lost over the last how many years, high superstars, high talent, you know, high caliber players that I'm saying players, high caliber talent that, you know, going down the stretch of your, your company would be big faces and, you know, they, they're sticking to their whole old school, you know, you got to be this big, a small guy can't be a champion, a world champion, which is not the case anymore. Um, but that is going to be for today, guys. We will have another episode for you guys on Wednesday and Thursday of the off season, but hopefully there'll be more news out there. Um, we're still waiting some big QFAs out there in the NHL. 
Um, we'll cover Pierre-Luc Dubois as we learn more about his story. Um, if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, you're a Winnipeg Jets fan, you'll want to hear that on Wednesday. And um, more more stuff coming for you guys. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with the TV 14 rating. Um, but that is going to be it for today, guys. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.